Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. I am joined on Tuesday afternoon by my longtime internet friend, Matei. How are you, buddy? I'm well. I'm doing well, Kirk. And uh, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I've been a longtime listener. So, a longtime listener, first time uh, interviewee, or <laughs> well, I it's, guess it's funny because I probably talk to you once a week on some medium or another. But during the season, it's very hard to to do these sorts of things. Uh, not only because of like basketball, but and for our American guests who haven't gathered yet, uh, Matei uh, is in uh he's slovenian and runs the twitter account uh matei sport info um and i will post links to both his youtube page and where the his podcast gets posted though uh you might not understand it unless you understand slovenian. so um <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's we we got together today we've been kind of trying to figure out what you know when we were going to post and time keeps getting away from me now that the season's over and I'm a little tired, but you know, a number of Mavs things happened last week. And then this week there is not really anything Maverick related, but next week, I believe the middle of the week starts the, the, the qualifying uh, uh, games for, for the, uh, is it, is it the world championship? Walk me through world what Cup. world cup. Okay. Yes. Walk me through sort of what uh, is happening with the Slovenian basketball team and what NBA elements that we Mavs fans should should sort of be paying attention to, i.e. we know Luca is playing now and we know, and I'm, I, I don't actually know this because I can't remember, is is Goran playing? So So why don't you walk us through what's happening with the Slovenian basketball team at least the next couple of weeks? Goran is playing, uh, he's playing his last two games with the national team. Uh, the last time he played for the national team was when Slovenia won Eurobasket. Now they are still the reigning champions, the defending champions in this year's Eurobasket. Uh, and Goran didn't sort of get his farewell game from the national team i don't know if maps fans remember how emotional dirk was at his last yeah. game for his national team it's a big deal and goran is gonna get it in his hometown arena the game sold out in less than an hour uh, oh, pretty wow. much you had to yeah you had to be very lucky uh, to get a ticket uh, clicking and refreshing the page where <laughs> is that time. game being played it's in Ljubljana against Croatia. So oh, a couple of NBA God. players uh, people are familiar with, Zubac and Bogdanovic will play uh, for Croatia. Both teams will be in almost with their full rosters, best possible rosters. So it's going to be, it's a neighbor country, Croatia and Slovenia neighbor each other. And always with those neighbor derbies, uh, uh, battles on the national level, whether it's basketball, football, soccer for American fans uh, or any other sport, those games have a little extra in them. And uh, you really get the crowd fired up. The fans are in it. The teams are in it. Uh, those are big games. And those what day is that be, on? It's uh, 30th of June. I'm not okay, so yet Thursday. Sure. That Thursday, would be, yeah. yeah so to, we're recording on Tuesday. This will probably go up. I'll probably post it a little later this afternoon. So if you're listening to this on your drive home from work, guys, you have about eight days to figure out 
what means, and this is American fans, what means you can get to to watch this World Cup qualifier versus Croatia? It'll probably be playing around early afternoon stateside time, I'm going to guess. What time early is it in afternoon. Croatia? Yeah, yeah. Sometime early afternoon, two, three o'clock, I think. Uh, of course, it depends on where sure. in the U.S. Where East are, Coast, yeah. West Coast. Yeah, yeah. But sometime around then on the East Coast, I would say something like that. Um, it's, yeah, I'm not sure about how the game are being broadcast. Oh, in no, US. That, that's what I mean. You got a week to sort of dig into the internet and find some, let's say, less than reputable streams. Yeah, those no. options are definitely available and if you just look a little bit around you'll definitely uh, find it it's not that hard to find and use an ad block that's all i'm gonna say that's right that's right okay so that in that game is that's that's a real big so that's one of two games Drogic and Doncic are going to play together Together. so it's like there's yeah is there more than one game at this point for the qualifier is. or is it just there is there are two games being played in this qualifying window fiba mm. has uh, for each qualifying process whether it's world cup or eurobasket uh, qualifying windows which are open no pun intended uh during certain times of the year even during nba and euroleague season which prevents of course nba and euroleague players the best players in the world uh, from participating in certain qualifying windows but this one is of course at the end of june beginning of july so nba and euroleague players can play and will uh, play most of the rosters will have their NBA players, not all of them. Jokic, for instance, will play at the Eurobasket at the end of the summer, beginning of uh, uh, September, um, and uh, but he will not play in the, these qualifying windows that are coming up right now. There will be another qualifying window in August, again, for World Cup. It's a complicated qualifying process, and I don't really want to get into the sure. weeds of it because it is, but it's it's divided by groups. And after the first uh, stage is finished, you the first three teams in each group proceed to the second stage of six teams in each group. And four teams from each group, I believe, or three teams from each group qualify for the World Cup after that. So... Uh, Another qualifying window will be in August, right before the start of Eurobasket. And it's not yet clear whether Luca will be able to play in that qualifying window because FIBA and NBA uh, have an agreement which allows NBA players, uh, at least um, uh, um, because of the insurance issues, uh, to play 27, uh, to spend 27 days with their national team active days so really? either um, uh, active workouts or uh, official games unofficial games too but 27 days is the limit is so per year with luca per me? cycle is that like per year uh, or per cycle per year okay per year per uh Per summer, basically, okay. those all of those big tournaments and uh, qualifying windows where NBA players can play are in the summer. So it's each summer 
uh, early early autumn September as well. Some sure. of the tournaments like Eurobasket is in September. So Luca will definitely play in Eurobasket, defending the title with Slovenia. Uh, it starts, uh, I think, last day of August, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I remember. Uh, Slovenia, pl- yeah. Yeah, Slovenia plays the first game, but the tournament then lasts for two weeks in the first half of September. Really interesting. So, so to, I want to circle back to Eurobasket in a second. So they play this this first qualifier against Croatia on the 30th. Do you know what the second matchup is? Sweden. In- Oh, wow. Sweden okay. and Slovenia is traveling to Sweden, uh, playing in Stockholm. Uh, the game's already all, also sold out, so FIBA is look, using Luca to promote basketball as well. I mean, of course, like that—that's the good thing about the NBA players being able to participate because that's the only time most European right. fans can actually see those players. And I heard like it was the same in Stockholm. The game was sold out in less than an hour. And I'm sure Luca was a big reason for that because, of course, Swedish fans want to see one of the best players in the world. Uh, so two days, three days after the game against Croatia, uh, July 2nd, if I'm not mistaken, Slovenia okay. plays Sweden in Sweden. Important games, two important games to, for Slovenia because they do have to win both of them, not just to qualify for the second round, the second stage, uh, but because the points carry over to the second stage, the points from the first stage. So uh, the more points you get, the better ranked you are in the second stage and the more chances you have to advance to qualify for the World Cup. So those are really two crucial games because Slovenia lost the previous two games against Finland uh, with some of their best players missing, but that's the reality of those qualifiers which are played during the um, NBA and EuroLeague seasons, and that's a big point of debate and uh, arguments in Europe as well because EuroLeague, the best league in Europe and FIBA as the uh, national fe- um, international federation which governs, of course, World Cups, Olympics and all of those Eurobasket, uh, Copa America, all of those regional competitions. Uh, but FIBA and EuroLeague are in dispute, in an argument for years now. And certainly that's a, a big problem for European basketball in general. But the way it affects uh, qualifiers is that's a lot. Most of the qualifying windows are actually in um, uh, December, January, uh, February, during seasons. And of course, EuroLeague not just NBA teams, EuroLeague teams don't don't care about FIBA schedule, the schedule that they changed a few years ago. Uh, and that's why Slovenia didn't qualify for last World Cup because uh, they were missing, like, I think they're mm-hmm. starting five from Eurobasket uh, during the qualifiers after that because they couldn't play uh, because of this argument. So those two games at the end of June with Luka and Goran playing are two really big games, huge games, must-win games. And international basketball, FIBA basketball, is different than NBA. It is is 
in some ways more unpredictable in many ways like Luca already said harder to score mm-hmm. uh, because of many reasons uh, more physical than the NBA game now more contact allowed and especially uh, the Eurobasket among European teams uh, really usually and with derbies like against Croatia I do expect like uh, uh, it's gonna it's gonna get heated. It's definitely gonna get heated. Uh, uh, I, I expect on court as well, because uh, uh, those games do matter a lot. And like I said, must win games for Slovenia. It's very. There's a lot you you said there that I'm I'm I, I want to follow up on. I hope I don't forget ever anything. Um, it's interesting because when you look at sort of different either different sports or some of the you know like women's basketball hockey where it's like when the Olympics are on in the United States, they pause the NHL season to a degree. So these teams can go play same with, with women's basketball in the Olympics. And it seems so from what I'm understanding, like the NBA and then, and then elements of European basketball, just sort of mainly your league, just press on and don't really care (laughs) that these tournament things are happening. And I can see a lot of, that I've read a little bit about the bureaucratic infighting that can occur in these sorts of things. So that's that's all really interesting because the U.S. It, had to qualify for the last World Cup, which if they wouldn't qualify for, wouldn't play in the Olympics as well. Mm. With the team made up of G League players, I don't know if you remember. I do. Jeff Van Gundy coached Jeff, it, I think. Yep, mm-hmm. yep Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy. And it certainly wasn't a guarantee. They played well, they won the tournament, but it definitely wasn't a guarantee. And yeah, like you said, NBA and EuroLeague don't care, but it's reasonable. It's FIBA who should, at least in my opinion, adopt here, adopt with the times. You can't have the main leagues, the best leagues uh, taking breaks. At least I don't think that's productive or good for players switching also everything mentality traveling to Europe in the middle of the season yeah I don't think that's good that that's not productive at all and I don't think it's good in hockey as well but uh, they should just yeah have the system where the qualifiers are played during the summer the entire qualifiers and of course all of those uh, tournaments which usually are but the problem is the qualifiers now uh, for those big tournaments and world cup is uh, uh, uh qualify you have to qualify you have to place in a certain place uh, uh for in the world cup if you want to qualify for the olympics so that's it it all matters on the oops uh on the international level so at the moment if i'm if i'm reading what you're telling me correctly you know this croatian game is obviously enormous but then playing with a full team against sweden should not be um, that should be a game Slovenia wins. So heading into the things that are later in the summer, what are kind of the, where does Slovenia stand in terms of chances of, of advancing out, out of group play? You're talking about Eurobasket now. Now I'm talking about you. See, that's why this stuff is, uh, that's why I had you on. Cause I want you to kind of walk me through this. Okay. So we, we have the world cup. And then Eurobasket starts early, like late August, early September. Yeah, talk qualifiers. to me about Eurobasket. Now, talk to me about Eurobasket now, and what, what, like one, what the, I know what the difference is, but walk us through it, and then two, sort of what's expected to happen there, at least as of now. 
Yeah, maybe just an interesting point for the Dallas Mavericks fans, fans who care more about the Dallas part when it comes to Luka than the national team. Like, as far as his national team uh, play goes, it's uh, um, three more summers that Luka will probably play each summer for the national team. And then I think he's going to take a break. Uh, and that will coincide then with the end of his second contract, which may be uh, also a reason why he'll take a break. But last year we had the Olympics because of the whole COVID crisis. Right. The whole international schedule got, uh, uh, re- got moved by one year. So it's a packed national team schedule now for next three summers. This summer, Eurobasket is coming up and uh, World Cup qualifying games are being played. World Cup is next summer. And the summer after that are the Olympics in Paris. Again, Mm. because in three years, not in four, like we usually uh, expected. But now we had them last year. It's going to be in three years again in Paris. And I think that is sort of going to sort of going to be a mark in Luca's national team career. I think he might take a break after that, especially because three summers playing basketball is uh, hard work and it's they, they should played. be understated. He played. I don't know the total number of games that he played this year, but the Mavericks as a whole played exactly 100 basketball games. Uh, like Dwight Powell, I know, because he played in every single one. Luca missed – I should just – I should have this up. But it's – the point being, it's like if, if he's expected to play from rough – on the NBA calendar, if he's expected to play from mid-October to at least mid-May, and that's, I don't think, an unreasonable expectation. The Mavericks should be – a a contender to make the second round of the playoffs in the NBA calendar every year. Uh, then you bounce immediately into summer basketball, which is what he's done this year. But if, beginning if you of go summer for, qualifiers and mm-hmm. of summer tournaments, and there's there and there's an interesting discussion. We'll see if we can get into it here a little bit to where Lucas seems to be the kind of player who wants to be playing. An often like a lot. He he'll take a break on social, and you'll he'll talk about it a little on social media. Something again. He's not doing like Anthony Davis made news for not touching a basketball for two months. I don't see Luca as the kind of player who could actually do that, <laughs> just not, because of not. of how he's wired. Um, and, and it so it's like it's it's interesting because we're talking about breaks in terms of degrees, about whether he's going to be playing an extremely physical set of games, or is he going to be training his body in one way or another? It's so it's because it, it, it's it's this is a bigger discussion, but I mean European players seem to have much. Uh, teams particularly have better training regimens for youth than American teams, which is why so many American players have injury issues when they get in the league, just because they're overtaxed. Uh, whereas Luca has been playing since he was 14, but it seems to be, it's, it's simply, simply put, it's just less volume. Um, and so it's, it's the, the, the next three summers, I think will probably alarm, you know, including this one will probably alarm some of some American listeners, but I, I, it's it's what he wants to do. And I think, you know, outside of winning an NBA championship, he has said that I, I think that winning an Olympic medal would be the most meaningful basketball thing that he has yet to achieve. 
and it also winning an Olympic medal is arguably as tough thing to achieve as winning an NBA championship for a country of two million people to medal or to become Eurobasket championship to win Eurobasket championship to become European champions is pretty much unprecedented. It is <laughs> unprecedented. Just to, to give you guys a comparison point. So two million people in Slovenia, the Dallas Metroplex area. So Dallas, Fort Worth, and you, I could send anybody a map that's interested. According to Google, has seven point eight million people. So <laughs> we're t- <laughs> we're talking about a country like it it, it. it was talked about a lot when when um, Slovenia got made it to a medal game last year. It was incredible. I mean, some of that's like like there's there's elements of luck at play because it's like who are you playing in the group stages you know, and, and things of that nature. But it was crazy to watch watch Slovenia even get that far. So I completely understand why he wants to play, you know, this this kind of basketball. I'm I'm really looking um I'm really looking forward to it to to a degree. Um yeah, and Luca was just a week ago or so, he was at the premiere of a documentary about the national team, about their championship run in 2017. And he was asked, like, how does he compare playing uh, for Dallas or playing for the national team? And he basically just said, in Slovenian, of course, basically just said, I just love playing. I just love playing for both. I want to play. Basically, that, that was it. I mean, he's usually short. Mm-hmm. his answers and like you said yeah it's something like ad did it not ad did not touch a ball basketball for two months is something i don't think luca would be physically or mentally capable of and he does love to play and some players some nba players did usually or a lot of times i heard them in interviews like dragic for instance did mention that playing for the national team was the best way to get in really good shape playing shape for the for the season and uh-huh. they accredited a lot of times goran for instance became his only all nba team uh, after playing for the national team and was an all-star after playing for the national team in the summer so there is some correlation guys like poga soul i think Dirk mm. in his earlier career also said that he benefits from for from playing for his national team and dirk is certainly a role model for luca we all know and also when it comes to international team or national team basketball dirk was a legend here as well and i mean just for me still the euro goats because he didn't just win mvp in the nba regular season mvp of the finals but he was also mvp of eurobasket and of the world cup the poker of mvps which i think still places him as an undisputed uh, euro goat jokic or yanis or luka weren't able to reach a level Dirkly reached when he played for his national team. We all seen how good Luca was uh, 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 last summer in the Olympics. I'm sure a lot of younger uh, Dallas fans saw it as well. They didn't watch Dirk years ago. But Euro Dirk, prime, not just prime NBA Dirk, but prime Euro Dirk, national team Dirk, was doing stuff with his national team 
that's yeah i mean luca hasn't been able to reach that level at last year's olympic so there's that that's how good dirk was in his prime in uh, on the national team and how bad of a team he carried yeah. the medals that's also something that's worth noting fans think it was like lopsided when uh the, the Dallas in 2011 played the big three in Miami and that they had a worse team overall, just mm -hmm. one superstar. Like the team Dirk had, like, I, I think I'm not overstating when I say that he didn't have a top hundred European leagues player on his team at the time he was doing what he, not NBA players, not, not EuroLeague player, but all of the players in Europe, all of the leagues, not, not, I wouldn't probably qualify top 100 or even less. Right. And I don't want to understate, but it really was like Slovenia played them, uh, played the Germany in 2006, I think. And everybody expected Slovenia would then had Rasho Nesterovic, uh, Bustian, Boki Nagbar, perhaps some names, some NBA fans know, yeah. Udrich. Um, Beno Udrich had a pretty good. much a starting five from the NBA, also had the EuroLeague finals MVP uh, on their roster. So everybody expected Slovenia to win. But Dirk said no. <laughs> Dirk said no. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was uh, incredible. And that matters also, to, I think, to all of the players that really want to be great that want to be considered great, not just in NBA, but in Europe as well, that national team part matters a lot. And I think it does to Luca. besides that he just want to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's... So you trigger you, you reminded me something I didn't follow up with you on, but this plays into a little bit of what you were talking about. So the, the Euro game, it's amazing what zone defense, like true zone defense does to basketball where Luca talked about this on JJ Reddick's podcast, where he said he's often counting steps of guys in the lane so he can know when to attack. Three seconds. Yep. And no three second rule in the FIBA basketball. That changes the math. Everything. It changes the, so you're not, you know, while Luca, of course, will run pick and rolls, it changes, like you run a lot. I'm, I'm sure you run more plays, more set actions. What's the shot clock length? in in european same, basketball same same 24 20 seconds. okay 24 seconds yeah it, they're starting to institute that at youth level basketball here and it's it all throws me off because it's like 35 seconds and so the elements of it oh. always confuse me because like i never played with the shot clock in my life and it, it it's it's just something that i like my brain has to get used to so it, it's i'm what you talked about there both with dirk and with luca is very interesting to me because it changes the tactics of what you have to do in order to score. Um, in the NBA, if we're honest, like Luca can, Luca can get a good shot at any point ever if he decides to. And when you're playing against a zone, that is not the case. Like he, of course, he can dribble down and take a long three. That's not what I mean. But you know, when he gets, if he wants anything within ten to fifteen feet. It's often uh, it's it's just a different it's a different course and I I really liked I loved watching Luca play um, I I wish he would honestly I wish he would advance the ball more the way he did in in the Olympics last year in the NBA but he just yeah. doesn't do that um, yeah it's interesting it's interesting that he did the uh, forward pass uh, a lot more just he did a lot more throw, I'm not wrong yeah, there. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. drove me nuts. Where I'm just like, how, does he not trust his teammate? <laughs> the Mavericks. Do, I mean, is the, the the arrangement he had with Carlisle and now with Kid that they do want him to run sad actions? They don't want. Mm-hmm. It. I mean. They don't want them to just run. They want to get a good shot off every time. I, I don't know. I mean, is it Luca? Is it the coaching? Is it the sort of combination of both? I really do. It's, but it's an interesting point. Yeah. Well, it's it's very fun talking about this this sort of stuff because it's. I really, I just don't know. I, I really like watching um, your. Uh, it's it's just a different mindset. Like I had a, a fan tease me the other day. Uh, I'm pretty sure the guy was European about the the um, Denver uh, Avalanche hockey team. Their their crowd is often like caught singing entire songs together, and like we just don't see that in NBA games and, and European stuff. You see a lot more just fan involvement. It's less entertainment because I mean, honestly, there's elements of of the NBA that are not dissimilar from America's professional wrestling. It's so ridiculous, but anyways. Um, gosh, I wanted to ask you a couple more things. Eurobasket uh, is something we wanted to touch on, like the sure. coming up. Uh, it's this, like I said, Slovenia is going to be uh, defending their title there, and they're going to be. You asked about the group, Slovenia is going to be in a group with Germany. We'll probably see Maxi as well. I think his extension is just a uh, formality um, yeah maps are gonna so he's not gonna be a he'll at least agent. they'll at least guarantee the contract for this season and then they may i they have plenty of time i think to figure out an honest to goodness extension which i i think is likely yeah and so maxi might be playing lucas friends mo wagner the uh, both wagners might be there as well so obnoxiously have- good basketball players the the guard yeah. the guard Wagner is an is a shockingly good basketball player. The guard Wagner is the good one. I, I think Mo is will stick in the league for some time sure, because he also seems to irritate a lot of great yeah. players. Not just look at. I would I would his... name I would name guard Wagner go Wagner and then tall Wagner no Wagner because I can't stand watching. <laughs> I'm him actually play. spacing out on the other Wagner's name. As well. it's, I am too. Guard. It's it's embarrassing because I watched I've watched both of them. But that's just sort of the the way this goes. So those games where are those games hosted this year? In I. Th- think it's in cologne if i'm not mistaken the group stage and dirk will be as well that's uh uh, of course a big part of the eurobasket tournament as well the official ambassador of this Mm -hmm. eurobasket uh and i think he will be in cologne as well so i'm sure there's gonna be maybe some triple dirk photos with maxi and luca as well i'm looking forward to that already but beside germany in the same group also hungary lithuania bosnia and herzegovina and france france certainly one of the favorites uh uh, for the title they were close uh, uh in the olympics as well they'll have a stuck stacked team again is, there, is, complete... is victor Wembanyama allowed to play in that yet or does he have to be a certain age he's allowed to play uh, he got injured at the end of regular season supposedly reportedly nothing serious but he finished the season i think in game three of the french league finals uh, final series 
uh, I hope he'll be at Eurobasket. That would be also a good uh, com- uh, comparison. 18-year-old Vembanyama against 18-year-old Eurobasket, of course. Uh, Luca, uh, he's been really good this season. Just by the way, I've seen some tweets and discussions. He wasn't as good as advertised or anything. And I'm seeing a lot of silly discussions about another potentially uh, 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 potentially um well a great uh, european prospect um uh, just like i've seen them with luca when banyana if he stays healthy that's the big issue women lo- video looks faked the things he yeah. does looks impossible like yeah, luca I mean, the things luca did it was clear that he was a dominant physical specimen who could see the game in a way that his peers and people above him could not. Wimignana looks like he was assembled in a basketball lab to fight aliens. I've never yeah, seen alien. anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, there's some KD of in him on yes. offense. He does some of the same things I've seen him do. Uh, I've seen scouting videos of him this season, not just scouting. He played in Euro Cup and in French League. So there's that good level of competition. And he had, he had some struggles. The thing Luca had has is strength, mm-hmm. incredible strength. And that's what helped Luca play at that level at that age. Vembanyama still struggles sure. a little bit. Being, it's hard to add strength to a frame that long. Like that was one of my, I, I know we're getting off course here, but I don't really care. Yet when Yao Ming entered the league, he was so physically weak and the Rockets managed the Rockets staff, you know, along with probably the Chinese basketball, you know, association, whatever they're called, yeah. managed to, Put he added so much strength without adding any weight, and Legs that like tree is trunks. it's extraordinarily difficult because like Luca, his base is. I mean, he, I, I, I joke this. He, there's an American football player who just announced his retirement name, Rob Gronkowski, and Luca and he have the same body type. Very big, muscular, speed. Yeah, sure, when you really need it, but you don't need speed in basketball. You need change of direction. And that's what, I mean, and speed helps, of course, but like that, that's what makes Luca such a just physically dominant player to play because he's able to change directions so well, while also, frankly, a slight nudge sends, sends people flying. I mean, I will never forget the way he moved uh, Kawhi Leonard in the, the playoffs, you know, before Kawhi destroyed the Mavericks, of course, but it's just, it's Luca's that kind of special, special player. Um, I I'm really, yeah. now that I'm talking about him, I'm looking forward to seeing him play again. Like I was kind of right. Like I've been enjoying not watching basketball, but now I'm getting, getting psyched up to watch, to watch hoops again. Yeah. yeah. And when we're talking strength, that, that was the, one of the first things I noticed when he made the transition to, uh, 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 to senior team, to uh, Real Madrid uh, senior team. Uh, I think he was still 16. And I think it was Barnianis, Andrea Barnianis last <laughs> season, he played in Europe and he tried to post them up. He started, demanded the ball uh, on the wing. He got emptied, the, the side got emptied, and he, wa- he didn't move him an inch. Actually, he ended up beyond the three-point line and settled for a 
tough turnaround three-pointer in the last second of the shot clock. And I was just like, I mean, it's, of course, it's Andrea, but, but it was a 60, it was a 12-year-old uh, NBA vet, uh, 12-year um, NBA vet against a 16-year-old. He should be able, and a seven-footer, true seven-footer as well, he should be able to post him up. Wasn't able to move him an inch. Actually, Luca moved him a lot further back. And I was just like, damn, he's, 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 he's got some really serious strength. But to get just back to Eurobasket in the group, um, uh, we talked about Wimbanyama, and I hope mm -hmm. he's going to play there. Uh, uh, hope he's not going to be injured because that's the only question with him, just to wrap up that uh, as well. Uh, he's going to be uh, a great, uh, potentially, uh, NBA player if he stays healthy and is able to uh, gain weight and muscle mass successfully those are the only question marks with him uh, other than that he's just like you said like built in the lab to fight aliens and france even if they won't have the maniama they might have though in 2024 olympics in beat that's actually mm. the french plan to combat the u.s team and win the championship olympic gold on their home soil uh, the Embiid's is very likely, of course, if he stays healthy and possibly wins an NBA championship by then, maybe I think there are a few caveats, especially with a player who had so many uh, injury issues. But he did say publicly, um, he sort of stated his intention to play for the national team. And I think the whole process uh, of uh, uh, naturalization already started. So, um, uh, French team. That's might... incredible. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, is, uh, is he from Cameroon? I think that's also part of the because it's easier to get. Um, I'm really. I uh, hope I'm not embarrassed. No, it's okay. Yeah, Cameroon. But, but, yeah, Cameroon. I, I didn't. I was I mean, afraid. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon played for the Amer like for the United States and Dream Team too. Like, given a, given enough political will and like actual ties to a country, they, these things can happen because international play. You know, they want to make the game exciting. They want to make it appealing. And if there's reasons to link guys to back to specific countries, that's fascinating. That's why Slovenia has uh, Mike Toby. Mike, had, uh, <laughs> the most Randolph. Slovenian name on earth, Mike Toby. Yeah, and had, had Randolph uh, before that in uh, Eurobasket. And both did great. I mean, that, that's where we have the most problems at the center position. We have a lot of even in the younger, uh, um, younger generations and uh, selections. There's a lot of really talented guards, even in the European uh, um, sphere, not just locally and potentially also uh, might be someday NBA draft picks. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh, in the guard, one, two, three position, but really not a lot of uh, uh, tall guys. Yeah. <laughs> and no, here we come to the two million. Because it's like that, that's the differentiator and we're getting very close to running out of time. But just so everyone, you know, on both sides know, those couple of inches of wingspan or couple of inches of height end up being the biggest differentiator over time for like NBA draft prospect. Cause it's somebody sent me another, uh, re, I think is a Slovenian real Madrid guard from uh, is, is, is yeah, Slo Klauser. okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, this guy's really good, and it's like, ah, uh, he's not that tall. So I yeah, don't really. Yeah, he's good, really athletic, uh, great possible European prospect. I mean, for Euroleague, might be a great Euroleague, but but I really, I mean, he's got like, if he would be, just like Barea was a complete anomaly. Yeah. There is not guys like Barea making NBA or just a couple. People don't get how incredible of an athlete he actually was at his peak, and you gotta be that good if you want to make it at that height and as athletic as Klauser, let's say for instance is he's not in that zero 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 point right. one percentile of elite athletes that can make it at that height uh, and yeah well all right we're almost out of time and here's what i want to do uh i want to talk before Eurobasket again uh, we will have, because essentially the NBA calendar goes draft, summer league, then there is these World Cup games we're talking about that take place in a very similar, uh, actually they take place before summer league. But then after summer league, there's just nothing to talk about until, um, you know, some free agency and then and then uh, Eurobasket stuff uh, in September, yeah, September. Or August, September. So let's and see how this Luca, stuff goes. Yeah, just wanted to say that this Eurobasket is – finishes right before the start of the training camp, like a week before uh, the start of training camp in Dallas. So there will be no time for Luca to get out of shape. I do expect him uh, to come to camp this year in playing shape just for the fact that he's going to be playing Eurobasket a week before he comes <laughs> to That's Dallas stuff, and man. starts his season. Well, guys, it's been Kirk Henderson and... Matej Pitek, uh, thanks so much for joining us, bud. We'll talk soon. Loved it, Kirk. Uh, sure, whenever you want to.